0: Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877-646-5347. Today is October 12, 2021. In our first story, Biden's approval rating hits a record new aggregate low. As a record, 4.3 million workers have quit their jobs, signaling the economic crisis is worse than we realized. In our next story, Governor Greg Abbott has banned vaccine mandates, directly challenging Joe Biden's new OSHA rule, which has not been put into effect, which will be interesting for companies as they have to decide now who to defy: Texas government or federal law. Which brings us to our last story, Southwest Airlines facing its fifth day of delays. Pilots apparently aren't showing up, people apparently aren't working, and many suspect it's the vaccine mandates. If you like the show, leave us a good review and give us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. If you saw my video yesterday, I was talking about major shortages hitting the U.S., And the potential that the economic collapse is going to rapidly get worse. We now have new information dating back to August, which shows that not only was I correct yesterday, but it's actually substantially worse than we realized. CNBC reporting a record 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in August, led by food and retail industries. 4.3 million I can only guess as to what September's numbers will hold for us, but we are now in October learning that in August, 4.3 million workers, they only added about 295,000 jobs, abysmal. Last month, September's numbers show 195,000 jobs, abysmal. It's getting worse. And now we have more data showing how the American people feel about this. Real clear politics. Aggregate approval rating for Joe Biden has massively spiked in disapproval. Shocking. The interesting thing is that when Donald Trump was being impeached, he saw all time high approval. It's really weird, isn't it? Well, right now, Joe Biden is facing no such impeachment. He is failing as the president of these United States. Everything is getting worse. I can only assume the Democrats just don't care. And they're just going to sit it out. Maybe they they, they assume that they lost so much in Congress in 2020. It's a wasted effort to try and defend the House for 2022. Republicans are going to sweep in. So they're just sitting back saying, we lost this one already. I don't know for sure. But seeing Joe Biden get absolutely roasted, criticized, attacked, his support is dropping among every single demographic. Among the black community, down from 85% to 67%, according to Pew. And you know what? Everyone is starting to realize this guy, he's got nothing. But my friends, you all knew it. I mean, most of you, right? When you anti elect someone, you get nothing. Joe Biden is nothing, he is a nothing president. He has no real cabinet, no real administration. The dude can barely talk straight. And now we got a video of Kamala Harris hiring child actors, apparently, to make it seem like she's working. But nah, no, not really. It's just weird, creepy simulacrum. They're not actually doing anything. And the strange thing on top of it is Joe Biden doing these soundstage White House presentations. What is going on? I, I don't know. I can't see the future. I don't know what I don't know. I just know that something is busted and regular Americans are starting to realize it. Will they realize it soon enough? No, maybe it's already too late. Maybe they needed to realize it last year. Now, I'll I'll admit it was under Donald Trump. We had a bad year of COVID crisis. But for the most part, it was governors who were shutting things down. Donald Trump still could have taken some, some major actions to do better in terms of guiding the economy. And I'm talking about In direct contradiction with the Democrats had been doing Joe Biden, of course, is doing exactly what we expected the Democratic Party to do when all these Democratic governors were quite literally killing old people in nursing homes, destroying the economy. People said, I'm going to vote for that for the federal level. And now we have Joe Biden carrying out the same economic catastrophe nationwide. And it's going to get worse. You know, look, I don't know for sure if it will get absolutely worse. My opinion is that it will. Because I see no sign of de-escalation. Yesterday, I'm talking about shortages. We are now learning 4.3 million people quit their jobs in August. Record breaking. The economy is in free fall. Please, I hope you are paying attention. But let's talk about all this data. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as our other shows, soon to have uh, members-only content as well, Tales from the Inverted World. Now we're off to the, the races with Tales from the Inverted World, but rest assured, it will be investigations on the ground, scary stories, ghosts, murders, mysteries, and things like that. And we're getting there. We're getting there. But there will be some stories. I mean, these are tales from the inverted world. It's a show about the underbelly of the universe, the weird, the mysterious, the creepy. There's a lot coming. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. As a member, you're also helping support our journalists who are writing stories every single day. We're working on a newsletter. Thank you all for being members. Here's the first news and why Joe Biden's approval rating likely will tank even further now that this story just broke. From CNBC, a record 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in August, led by food and retail industries. CNBC reports quits hit a new series high going back to December 2000. As 4.3 million workers left their job, the quits rate rose to 2.9%, an increase of 242,000 from the previous month, which saw a rate of 2.7% according to the department's job openings and labor turnover survey. The rate is the highest in a data series that goes back to December 2000. Wits have been seen historically as a level of confidence from workers who feel they are secure in finding employment elsewhere. Though labor dynamics have changed during COVID-19 crisis, workers have left their jobs because of health concerns, child care issues unique to the pandemic circumstances. I I just don't believe you. A total of 892,000 workers in the food service and accommodation industries left their jobs while 721,000 retail workers departed, along with 534,000 in healthcare and social assistance. What is happening? This is insane. Medical workers are quitting their jobs. The vaccine mandates were being announced around this time. I can only imagine that when we get the data from September and into October, it will be apocalyptic. Look at what's happening with Southwest Airlines. We now have the CEO apparently saying, you know, we're looking into absenteeism. Interesting. Absenteeism. Sounds like people aren't showing up for work for some reason. They say job openings also declined sharply in August. Employment vacancies fell to 10.44 million, down from July's upwardly revised 11.1 million, according to the department's job openings and labor turnover survey. Federal Reserve officials with Jolt's report closely for, uh, uh, with, with the Jolt report, closely for signs of slack in the labor market. They're, they're watching, yes, they're watching the Jolt report closely for signs of slack in the labor market. Let me, let me just point out, we have record high job openings, record low job openings being filled, record high resignations. We know Microsoft claimed the great resignation was coming, and it is here before us. Where are these people and how are they getting money? I mean, maybe people have decided to live a simpler life. And they're eating beans. I'll tell you this, America is an overweight country, so maybe it's not all bad, but let's be real. This means bad news for everybody across the board. They're going to say, the jobs opening rate as a percentage of the workforce fell to 6.6% in August from 7% in July. The level was just 4.4% a year ago as the economy was still struggling to escape the COVID downturn. Hires declined by 439,000 for a month, in which non-farm payrolls increased by 366,000. The hires rate fell to 4.3 from 4, 4, 4, 4.6. We get it. We get it. The jolts data runs a month behind the non-farm payrolls report, but still carries weight at the Fed. Central bank officials are mulling whether to begin pulling back the unprecedented policy help they provided during the pandemic and are expected later this year to slow monthly bond purchases. However, Fed officials have said they will not begin increasing interest rates until the labor market firms up 43 million workers quit their jobs in August. We have this from the Washington Examiner, who, by the way, I recently learned has a vaccine mandate and are hypocrites. Questions arise over vaccine mandate enforcement as multiple industries suffer. Now, it's important to point out that Joe Biden's 100 employee rule doesn't actually exist yet. It's it's in the plan and OSHA hasn't actually implemented, nor do I think they can without an act of Congress, but we'll see. The Examiner points out the airline industry is is, is severely hurting. Many other industries are severely hurting. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says she'll bring in the National Guard if she needs to. And you know what? It's happening elsewhere. In uh, uh, Let me read the story from the Boston Globe. They say, facing staffing shortages, Baker activates Massachusetts National Guard to assist with COVID-19 testing in public schools in response to staffing shortages caused by that that caused COVID-19 testing delays in Massachusetts school districts, Governor Charlie Baker activated up to 200 members of the National Guard on Tuesday to assist with testing in public K-12 schools, according to an administration spokesperson. You ready for what comes next? The National Guard is being deployed in many instances where the private sector can't maintain. People are outraged. People are quitting their jobs. The economy is falling apart. And when it does and critical infrastructure is crippled, what's going to happen? The government will bring in National Guard to do these jobs, as we are seeing right here. There you go. How, how, how long can we withstand something like that until we end up with, like, full-blown communism? Military working in the, pub, in, the, in, the, in the private sector. I mean, that's what's happening, right? Check this out. CNN reports only 235,000 jobs were added in August, while 4.3 million were lost. We have this story from September, 194,000, that's a correction, 194,000 jobs in September. How many people quit in September? Oh, we're going to find out. And now we have this. You know, I'm not a big fan of individual polls. I like aggregates better, but I'll, I'll use individual polls sometimes. President, President Biden's job approval. Interestingly, we are seeing a massive spike in disapproval and a major drop in approval. Currently, Joe Biden sits at an aggregate disapproval of 52.3%. And his approval is at 43. Strangely, February of 2020, when uh, all of this crazy COVID stuff was starting to kick up, they were trying to impeach Donald Trump. And Gallup had Donald Trump's approval at 49 percent, higher than the highest levels in all of his presidency. That's interesting. Again, that's not the aggregate. And Joe Biden's is the aggregate. I'm not, you know, we'll point that out and then you can just come to whatever conclusion you'd like. But right now, Joe Biden's approval is at 43 percent. Uh, and let, let's see, do they have Gallup on this list? Let's, let's see where Gallup has, uh, has Joe Biden on this list. The last poll from Gallup from the beginning of September, 43% approval, 53% disapproval. Now that I find absolutely fascinating. They don't have any other more recent Gallup, no, I guess not. So if we go one for one right now, Joe Biden's approval rating is lower than when Donald Trump was being impeached. That's insane. And, and, and you, you can. Wow, Republicans are worthless, aren't they? It's uh, like, like, I, like I love the analogy, the Washington Generals versus the Harlem Globetrotters. Take a look at this from the Pew Research Center, September 23rd, 2021. Views of Biden and congressional leaders. Over the past several months, Joe Biden's approval rating has dipped among most demographics and political groups. And this is, again, uh, September 23rd. Today, 44% of U.S. adults overall say they approve of the way he's handling his job, down from 55% in July. Biden's job approval rating drops among most groups, including Democrats. Let's zoom in here. Check this out. In total, from 55 to 44. Among men, from 53 to 44. Women, 57 to 45. Now, here's what's interesting. Among black voters, 85% approval in July, falling to 67% approval in September, Hispanic and nation, it is down across the board. There are no gains among any demographic at all. Joe Biden has failed this country. It was obvious to all of us who voted against him that this would be the case. And it was so frustrating to see so many just stupid people for tribal reasons saying, "Jimmy Kimmel told me to vote for Joe Biden, so I will." And now we're sitting here watching this, if there's one thing I can say of Donald Trump for all his mistakes. The economy was roaring in 2019. Trump was doing things to bring back jobs and manufacturing, and now it is being ripped out from underneath us. As I mentioned, the Republicans seem to be rather worthless, but for now, they are ripping Biden over bad jobs report and warning of an economic crisis. The New York Post reports, Congressional Republicans insisted Friday that the disappointing September jobs report showed that President Biden's economic plan was not working. President Biden's delusions have suggested for months His economic plan is working, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy tweeted Friday. Anyone who saw today's jobs report knows it's failing. Democrats have turned what should have been an economic resurgence coming out of the pandemic into an economic crisis. U.S. employers added just 194,000 jobs in September, fewer than the 336 in August and the fewest since December of last year. This we know. Biden attempted to put a positive spin on the on the worst jobs report of his administration, pointing to a decline in the unemployment rate. It's fascinating. How is the unemployment rate going down if we have 4.3 million resignations? Ah, that's right. People who choose to quit won't be counted in that, will they? Because they're not actively looking for work or people are giving up on the labor market altogether. Kevin Brady, a rep from Texas, the top Republican on the House Ways and Means Committee, said the report was more dreadful news for America's slowing recovery, for Main Street businesses struggling to find workers and for families whose paychecks just can't keep up with higher prices. President Biden is now a whopping 944,000 jobs short of what he promised from his last stimulus, and worse, has lost the confidence of the American people to lead the economy. If this were a football team with this losing record, the coach would be searching for a new job at this point. But this doesn't take into consideration people quitting their jobs. 4.3 million. You know, I tracked the number over the past few months. I think it was like April, May and June, and it was like one million per month. So, yeah, things were getting bad and now they're getting worse. And you think Joe Biden's vaccine mandate will solve this? You have to be incredibly naive. Quote, the September jobs report is the worst of Joe Biden's presidency, tweeted Rep Tom Rice, another member of the Ways and Means Committee. Incentivizing Americans to stay out of the workforce is having a drastic effect on our economy. Joe Biden economics at work, tweeted Josh Hawley, fewer jobs, less work, higher inflation. Chuck Grassley tweeted that the report was disappointing and argued the best way to to grow the economy was for the government to get out of the way and stop spending and feeding already out of control inflation. Maybe it's time to cut back on the insane restrictions and ban these vaccine mandates. A new Quinnipiac University poll out this week. Show that just 39% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy, while 55% disapprove. In the same poll, a mere 29% of America puts the state of the US economy in excellent or good condition, while 69% of the economy was, not, was doing not so good or poor. Nancy Pelosi, meanwhile, took a different track, arguing the September jobs report represented additional proof of the need for Democrats' job-creating Build Back Better agenda. Okay, if someone tells you they're going to fix the problem, let's say you get a leaky toilet. And then some guy comes in and says, I will fix your toilet. And you decide because the other plumber you hired was a loudmouth potty mouth. You're going to hire these other people who come in with a hammer and start bashing the toilet, breaking it. And you're like, well, the toilet's breaking. It's getting worse. The water's starting to leak all over the place. And they say, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to fix it. This is good news, actually. The plumber says, actually, this is is good news. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn. This is what we got to do. Maybe you'll be like, at least when the other guy was here with a potty mouth, he got my toilet working again. But these people voted for it, and now we all have to suffer. They say Democratic lawmakers are currently attempting to hammer out the final form of a $3.5 trillion social spending bill that they will attempt to pass without Republican support, even as a bipartisan 1.3 uh, trillion dollar infrastructure bill languishes before the House after passing the Senate in August. Some House Democratic centrists have balked at the size of the larger measure. Manchin and cinema, as you know, are saying, no, 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 we, we, we don't support this. And what do we get? What, what do we get? This is under Democratic leadership. The Republicans are the Harlem Globe. I'm sorry. The Republicans are the Washington generals to the Democrats Harlem Globetrotters. From the New York Times opinion, we are Republicans. There's only one way to save our party from pro-Trump extremists. That's right. Advocating for the election of Democrats. Arsonists who are burning the system to the ground. And these people are like, we hate you so much. That we will advocate for your destruction and the collapse of your livelihood and your economy and your future. They hate you so much that they would demand everyone burn it all down. The Republican Party, McConnell, McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, whatever, they do nothing but sit back and watch as the fire engulfs your home. The Democrats set the fire, of course, and then you get these New York Times established Republicans saying, no, no, the burning down of your home is a good thing. You losing your job, you being unable to buy food for your family, and you told me that you were going to eschew politics in favor of getting food for your kids and look where it brings you. A feckless Republican Party advocating for the destruction, cheering on the Democrats as they burn it all to the ground. And they say, no, no, you know, Joe Biden's been president for, you know, just over just around nine months or so, but it's still your fault. It's still, oh, he inherited a broken administration. The economy was amazing in 2019. The best numbers of our lives, says Jim Cramer. And ever since COVID started, which I'm not going to blame the Democrats for, I mean, these things happen. Unless maybe you want to blame Fauci and lab leak turns out to be true. Ever since then, things have gotten worse. But it wasn't Donald Trump who destroyed the economy. It was governors for the most part. Fortunately, Trump didn't take strong enough actions to try and do anything to stop it. Because he he theoretically could have done something. But Ninth and 10th Amendments, my friends. Take a look at what you have from The New York Times. After Donald Trump's defeat, there was a measure of hope among Republicans who opposed him. That control of the party would be up for grabs. And that conservative pragmatists could take it back. But it's become obvious that political extremists maintain a vice-like grip on the national and state parties and the process for fielding and championing House and Senate candidates in next year's elections. Rational Republicans are losing the party civil war. And the only near-term way to battle pro-Trump extremists is for all of us to team up on key races and overarching political goals with our longtime political opponents, the Democrats. I love it. Right now, The cultural institutions, universities, the media, industry, politics are completely controlled by Democrats and the establishment left. And yet after watching these people in power burn it all to the ground, the Republicans here have the nerve to say it's actually the Republicans fault the whole time. You'd have to be a special kind of stupid to believe this when Donald Trump was president establishment Republicans in 2016 to 18, well, throughout 18, did nothing. In fact, they cited against Trump on Russiagate saying, oh, you know, we should look into this. The Washington generals, you get the reference, right? The generals just lose all the time and the Harlem Globetrotters just do tricks. And now here we are. All evidence shows that the establishment is in control. The Democrats are in control and they have broken everything How could anyone possibly believe it is the fault of the Republicans who are doing literally nothing? It's amazing. Look at this. They say, this year we joined more than 150 conservatives, including former governors, senators, congressmen, cabinet secretaries, and party leaders in calling for the Republican Party to divorce itself from Trumpism or else lose our support, perhaps with us forming a new political party. Oh, please do. Please Rather than return to founding ideals, Republican leaders in the House and in many states have now turned belief into conspiracy theories and lies about stolen elections into a litmus test for membership and running for office. I don't care about any of that because the Republicans have no institutional authority and are doing nothing They're but they're worthless. The last thing we need to do, however, is empower the party, empower the party that is holding the reins who are who are destroying everything. But sure, blame the Republicans, which brings me to Grocery store shelves aren't going back to normal this year. The new normal. It's getting worse every day. And it's remarkable that there is clearly leadership that controls what's happening. And somehow the Democrats find a way to blame Republicans for everything. This is what you get under Joe Biden. CNN says, if you hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times, with limitless options stretching out before you in the snack, drink, candy, and frozen food aisle, get ready for some disappointing news. The before times, all capitalized. Many of the country's biggest food makers are telling grocers that they will have limited quantities of a number of of their products, including Rice Krispie treats, Sarpetch kids, and some Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavors, McCormick gourmet spices, and Marie Callender's pot pies. Because of labor, uh, um, uh, pot pies because of labor, commodity, and transportation constraints throttling supply chains according to emails viewed by CNN and interviews with grocers. Some suppliers are also telling grocers to cancel their promotions of these items and uh, and more over the holidays, so products won't disappear from store shelves as quickly. These latest limits mean that stores won't have all the things for all customers leading into the holidays, and shoppers may not be able to find some of their favorite products, flavors of niche items. But shoppers will still have plenty of options, including most of these companies' core products, which they are prioritizing, over, over items in less demand. Meaning, for instance, if you're a big fan of Ben & Jerry's popular fish food, you shouldn't have a problem. But the company's less well-known cold brew car- caramel latte might be harder to find. Major food and consumer product manufacturers being of short supply on some items will be a challenge in the grocery industry in the final months of the year, said Stuart Howard, vice president of merchandising at Bristol Farms in California. Suppliers are warning the company of potential shortages of foods, glass jars, and packaging containers in response to... Bristol Farms is working to bring inventory earlier than any other holiday ever. This is what you get. I can only imagine it will get worse. It bears repeating. I know you said, Tim, you tell me it gets worse all the time. Yeah, when I told you it was going to get worse six months ago and then it got worse, what did you think? When I told you it was going to get worse five months ago and four months ago and I keep saying it, someone tweeted, Tim Pool stating that the escalation is uh, is not stopping, but accelerating is starting to seem more reasonable by the minute. I saw it was something like that, like, you know, Tim Pool, the the escalation, the, the crisis before us, the political conflict, the shortages, there is absolutely no reason to suspect it will reverse course. Is there anything we can see? Look, I didn't even know about the 4.3 million resignations yesterday when I said, Yo, the shortages are getting worse, and they're warning you now to do your Christmas shopping in October. Otherwise, you won't be able to get anything for your kids, for your friends, for your family. And I didn't even know about the near million jobs lost in retail, the 4.3 million total.
2: You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. Visit now.
0: But I did say this a while ago. When you see the stores, this, the fast food chains, saying everybody quits, you do, do, do you not think that people are quitting every other job? That it's only fast food? It's not. It's everything. And if you don't make stuff, you don't get stuff. You know, I've had a front row seat to what's been going on because we've been trying to do a lot of construction for new projects for TimCast.com. We announced Chicken City, what, a year ago? Well, almost a year, 10 months ago, maybe. We got these chickens and we're like, we're going to live stream them 24-7 and create a channel of just watching the chickens. And we're going to make t-shirts of each chicken and so much drama unfolding. Katarina is being attacked by the other chickens. We may have to pull her out of the show. She's being voted off out of Chicken City. So we wanted to get this built 10 months ago, and it was near impossible to find the labor to do it. We have so much that needs to be done in terms of construction. We just, we just finished the new studio. It is not easy. And there are limited people willing to work. And you know what? It's extremely expensive. What's happening is not just in the US, my friends. So we can blame Joe Biden. I certainly think that's important. But take a look at this story from Newsweek. UK reports record 1.2 million job openings as groups as nation has worker shortage of 900,000. How is this happening everywhere? It's almost like there's a, a huge, some kind of like re, restructuring or, or a grandiose reformat or a great reset happening before our very eyes. And that when all of these countries said build back better, they meant it. But let's, let's take a critical look at what they just said on CNN. Sour Patch Kids. I like Sour Patch Kids. I don't eat them anymore. Um, they're delicious candy, but I don't eat candy anymore. And that's good. Uh, you know, just one day I, I just started thinking, I got to stop eating the garbage. I'm 35. So I've been eating mostly meats and cheeses, doing keto and, and, and vegetables and things like that. Cutting out breads and sugars for the most part. I feel better than ever. Maybe it's time to be an adult. But I think about what they're doing and what people like Bloomberg's ideals, ideals are. Bloomberg said he wanted to tax the poor because they're too stupid not to buy soda. Well, I'll tell you this: soda is still widely available. You go to the casino and it's free. Actually, they got a fountain drink station. I don't. Uh, I don't drink soda. I don't. We. we you know, I, I was drinking a little bit before, but now nah, i just totally gone. I drink water now. That's it. Just water. Maybe unsweet iced tea because you know it's delicious. You know, when I hear that from Bloomberg, and then I see Build Back Better, and I see what's happening from Biden's policies, I think they want this. When people like Bloomberg say poor people are too stupid to to know what's best for them, so you got to tax them so you control what they do, this seems to be the manifestation of that ideology. Joe Biden's policies are crippling industry. We're no longer going to have ice creams. We're going to have much less. Interesting. Do we really need 50 varieties of vanilla ice cream? No, probably not. Do we need ice cream? Yeah, probably not. But people are allowed to make it if they want it. And that's where things get interesting. Can we, as a human, uh, as, as a human species, sustain ourselves on the mass production and extraction of resources for things like ice cream? I don't know. You know, look. I know there's a lot of people on the right that don't believe in climate change. I think we, as humans, whatever you want to call it, are having serious negative impacts on the on the climate, on the environment in general, from windshield phenomenon, bug uh, population collapse, colony collapse disorder. Uh, ocean dead zones, the garbage trash gyres in the oceans. I mean, we are certainly doing a number on this planet. I believe that we need to be a smarter, more rational and reasonable people. Instead, what we're getting is despotism. And I think what you're seeing is very much. It's almost like Kingsman, where the movie, where the bad guy, you know, played by Sam Jackson, believes that global warming is going to destroy humanity. So he wants to cull humanity. I don't know about I mean, thats That's movie-esque. But it certainly does seem like people like Bloomberg and Bill Gates know there are too, there's, too much, there's too many problems, but they've decided to take it upon themselves through coercion and deception and force to do what they deem to be morally correct. The problem, no single human can see it all. What we really need is, if truly facing these problems, which I think we are, rational reforms, conversations, but I suppose it's impossible because of political tribalism, in which case People with power will say, enough, we're going to do whatever we want. Here's all I can say. The best advice I can give you is homesteading to the best of your abilities. Get a place in the middle of nowhere. Apparently, there's loans you can get from the USDA to buy a rural house. Get satellite connection. Satellite Internet's actually really good right now. We've actually done the live stream, Timcast IRL, over satellite before with relatively almost no issues. I say almost no because it gets grainy sometimes. We get five megabits up. We only needed two for, for a, you know, a, a 720 broadcast. Now we're doing like 10 megabits up because we just upgraded to 1080p. We don't necessarily need to be broadcasting that high. But I think, you know, we, we, we need to look at what's going on And regardless of any theories about who or why or what. We can say this. Joe Biden has failed us. The American people know it. And if you know it in your heart of hearts that his failure is happening and going to get worse, then you need to take action. To be responsible for yourselves. You can't wait for someone to come and save you. For the time being, I think the writing is on the wall. And I think moving forward, we are going to see the September jobs report, more resignations. I think we're going to see even more. So it means it's already happened. What does that mean for you and your family? Are you still in a city? Good luck. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast IRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Currently, there is no federal vaccine mandate being enforced. Just a press conference from Joe Biden announcing that he would require businesses with at least 100 employees to have vaccine mandates or negative testing requirements. Of course, this is to push OSHA to develop a rule, which it has not done yet, so for the time being, a lot of people just believe there is an enforceable executive order, which there isn't. And even if Joe Biden did do some kind of EO, it is executive order. It is likely going to be unconstitutional. Supreme Court will likely shoot it down. Joe Biden will then likely just do it again. But for the time being, OSHA has not implemented this rule. So all of these businesses that are saying, "Oh, you got to get vaccinated now because of Joe Biden," well. That's actually not true. It's probably just an excuse they're using. That's where things get interesting, though. Governor Greg Abbott has issued an executive order banning vaccine mandates by any Texas entity. I would like to ask you, my friends, what you think happens when OSHA does implement a rule requiring all businesses to have vaccine mandates? When the governor of Texas says you can't have vaccine mandates, what happens? No, seriously, comment below. Let me know what you think. Well, for those that are listening, uh, or- or just comment wherever you can. Leave a review on a po- podcast or comment. What do you think happens? So let- let's put it this way. The federal government, assuming they do implement this rule in- and-, and enforce it, you'll have, say, a business in Texas looking at the federal government with potential enforcements of $70,000 to $700,000. That's what the Democrats want with their new, uh, in their spending bill. That's the, the penalty. The business in Texas says if we don't do this, the federal government will fine us potentially 70 to 700 K. If we do implement the mandate, then for every infraction, Texas will fine us $1,000. Boy, rocking a hard place, I guess. But if you had to choose, you'd probably say I'll take the smaller fine, right? Here's the other thing, though. In Texas, it is going to be much more easy, much easier For the government to implement a ban on vaccine mandates than it is for the federal government to enforce a vaccine mandate. When it comes to banning vaccine mandates, you need only wait until someone reports that it's happening. Then you go to the business, issue your fine and say you can't do this. To enforce vaccine mandates, you have to catch people in the act when they don't check someone's vaccine or go to a company. Perhaps if you've gotten a report, they're not doing vaccine mandates, but then It's a little bit more complicated to try and figure out if they are requiring it for everybody, if there's negative tests, what actually they're implementing. When it comes to banning it, you just get someone to report it, you go there and you find evidence. So I'll put it this way. It's not like it's ridiculously easier, but I do think it is easier for Texas considering smaller jurisdiction, more within their purview. I think you're going to see a lot of businesses between a rock and a hard place. And And let's step outside government for a second. Could you imagine being a business where you're like, great, the state government's pointing the gun in this direction, the federal government's pointing the gun in the other direction, and I'm stuck in the middle. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, I honestly have no idea. But uh, I-, I will say a few things. One, we're hearing how, uh, uh, th- look, this may be one of the biggest signs of a national divorce I've seen when you have states directly contradicting what the federal government is trying to implement. And it's a- you-, you either got to choose a side. You're in Texas, you got a business with 100 people, pick a side. You're going to do federal government, state government, I don't know what to tell you, man. But i also tell you this. You probably heard the news about Southwest. Cancellation of, of I think it's over 3,000 flights now. Well, I talked to a man who is a, a Southwest pilot, and we may actually get him on the record. Um, we're working on that now. And he said it's not, what's happening in Southwest is not a sick out, or a, it's not a, an organized effort. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't say it was even if it was because that would be an illegal action, but it's something much worse. It's regular people just reaching their limit. That's it. It's much it's much simpler and it's much worse. The system is crumbling. And that was what he said. Now, now, back to my opinion, the system is falling apart. You can't push people this far. You can't have mass labor shortages. Expect people to work nonstop and then try forcefully injecting them with anything. Sorry, I don't care if you think the vaccine is is, is safe and you're a doctor and all that stuff. The point I'm making is there are people who will just snap. Of course, if you want to get, you know, anything about, look, vaccine, medical stuff, go to your doctor. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the policy. People will reach their breaking point, and they are. Now, I'm curious to see how this plays out, but keep in mind, Southwest Airlines is based in Texas, where they have now banned vaccine mandates. So will Southwest be able to actually implement the vaccine mandate for which many pilots are upset? This is going to be interesting. The story from WFAA says, on Monday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order to ban Texas entities from acquiring a COVID-19 vaccination of anyone, including employees or customers. Abbott's orders said the rule applied to any individual who objects to such vaccination for any reason of personal, con- personal conscience, based on a religious belief, or for medical reasons including prior recovery from COVID-19. The governor also sent a message to the chief clerk of the Texas House and secretary of the Texas Senate, adding the issue as an item to the third legislative special session agenda. The executive order will be rescinded upon passage of such legislation, Abbott said. Now, I'm going to slow down there a minute. Executive order banning vaccine mandates? Certainly this must pass through legislation, right? You might say, Tim, you are complaining about Joe Biden ruling by decree and bypassing legislation. Now, what about what Greg Abbott is doing? Shouldn't he go through legislation? Yes, he should. Absolutely. But I will add, there is a big difference between saying we already have non-discrimination laws on the books. I am calling on this to be enforced. And Joe Biden saying, even though we have non-discrimination laws on the books, I'm calling on people to discriminate. Joe Biden if he wants to change the law, then he needs to have the law. It has to go through the legislation. It can be ruled on by the courts. If Greg Abbott is trying to enforce existing law, an executive order is, in my understanding, within his purview. You cannot discriminate on the basis of medical or religious conditions. Now, of course, a lot of businesses are trying to claim you don't have a real claim. Oh, you're an employee, but your religious exemption is fake, so we're denying it. And in this instance... Stopping businesses from doing something discriminatory, I don't believe, is, the, is not the same as implementing a hard rule mandating something. Them saying you can't force someone to undergo a medical procedure or bar them for not doing it is different from saying you must mandate a medical procedure. They're different things. Still, I think it should go, legislation, go through legislation. And so they're saying that upon it, you know, legislation, they will uh, rescind this. I'm not a big fan of executive order. But if there's already a law in the books, you get the point. Rice University political science professor Mark Jones said the legislature most likely won't have time with a third special session ending October 19th. The legislature still has to pass a host of redistricting bills and other legislation that are ahead in the queue, said Jones. It's extremely unlikely that a vaccination mandate ban would be able to make it through the Senate and the House in one uh, within the one week remaining. The order sets a maximum fine of $1,000 for failure to comply with the rule. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe, effective, and our best defense against the virus, but should remain voluntary and never forced, said Abbott in a release. A previous law signed by Abbott in June prohibited any Texas business from requiring so-called vaccine passports of customers. Joe Biden last month directed OSHA to write a rule requiring employers with at least 100 workers to force employees to get vaccinated or produce weekly uh, test results showing they are virus free. The plan is part of an all out effort to curb the impact of the highly contagious COVID-19 Delta variant. The Labor Department is still working on formal rules, but Abbott's new order goes directly against the president's plans. Jones said the governor is leaning on the Texas Disaster Act as backing for the uh, for the ordinance, quote, which he has been interpreting to allow him to respond to the pandemic as as he as he sees fit, said Jones. The legislature had a chance to rein in some of his powers during a previous regular, uh, previous regular ushered in back in the spring, regular session, but opted not to do that. Jones said the federal government typically wins in the end, but it's a big question if the state would enforce the federal rules. Quote, what Governor Abbott is signaling is even if in the end his executive order is overruled by the federal justice system, he, Texas, may not be all that vigilant in terms of enforcing this type of mandate. Jones said this new order complies uh, complicates things for private businesses that have started implementing the vaccine mandate. Quote, now you find yourself essentially caught between two principal actors, the Biden administration that says you have to require the vaccine mandate and Abbott, who says you cannot require the vaccine mandate. This is going to get spicy. But let me just slow you all down. Biden didn't implement anything. There's no executive order. He did a press conference, said, hey, Osha, do it. Osha said, we'll think about it. And already businesses dropped to their knees. That's the game they're playing. We are effed as a country if the president's press conference is somehow deemed to be enforceable law and people fall for this stuff. And there we go. And they're going to mention the OSHA rule would cover 80 80 million people or whatever. It would. It would. Once it's out, the rule would take effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would, would. It has not yet. We are seeing in states like California, Chicago and New York. The, there's there's vaccine mandates. For New York, there's mandates on healthcare workers. You've got the vaccine passport, but a mandate to use any public accommodation, basically. Well, expect things to get interesting should OSHA actually implement this. But I want to show you, I want to show you this. Southwest Airlines, based in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, with Southwest and with the pilot's They're shutting the the shutting down, the canceling of these flights is not because of a major strike. There's no strike. There's not, not been announced. And even if it was a concerted effort, they probably wouldn't say it was from Fox News. Pilot rebuffs Biden's vax mandate amid Southwest turmoil. We have all the control. Joshua Yoder says mass layoffs will have lasting, devastating effects on the U.S. economy. And maybe that's the plan. You know, it is it is fascinating to me that you can have a group of people you know, the, the libertarian, the liberty minded and the right completely understanding that there are global elites who want a great reset of capitalism and then come out and be like these rules they're implementing are going to result in mass resignations, layoffs and a destruction of the economy. And I'm like, wasn't that the idea? Is this all part of the plan? Right. So I want you to think long and hard about what happens if all the pilots end up walking off the job because of the vax mandates. The mandates will have created a great reset. People won't be flying anymore. There won't be pilots or flights. So when the Green New Deal says that they want to get rid of planes in in exchange for trains, like a train to Hawaii, I guess. No. What does that really mean? It means they want to get rid of flights. So when they say vaccine mandate, pilots quit, and then there are no more flights, sounds like they got what they wanted. Let me explain to you what that future looks like. There will be planes, of course there will be. They will be smaller, and they will be very, very expensive, and it won't be for the poors. Yeah, because with most pilots quitting, there still needs to be international travel. No one's going to go on a boat and sail for three months. No, uh, they're going to fly. And instead of a $500 ticket to to Europe, it's going to be a $5,000 ticket. It will prohibit regular working class people from being able to travel the world, they'll dramatically reduce the amount of flights, and the rich people will retain all of that access. This is what we've been talking about for a long time. Everything they're doing with this Great Reset results in wealthy people retaining their living standards and poor people's standard of living going down dramatically. Now, they're also crushing upward mobility, but we'll see how that plays out. I believe that They do the progressive tax, right? They want to say tax the tax the rich more. And Joe Biden says we're going to raise taxes on everybody who makes more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which is, I believe, like it's basically the highest bracket. It could be a little higher than that, but here's here's how it works. If you make three hundred k a year, you're well off. You're doing pretty well, even by New York standard. You have double the middle class. New York standard middle class is actually like one hundred and fifty or more. Now with inflation, sure. But if you're making say like three fifty to five hundred, you're considered the one percent based on income. Now it does; it has been going up simply because of inflation and all that. So it could be around five something, five hundred thousand dollars a year—a lot of money. So then you get taxed at around half of your income. I know it's actually like it's like thirty-five percent, but there's a lot of stuff that goes in—sales tax, all this other stuff. You're getting about half your income taxed, right? What are you left with? 250k in cash. Let's just let's just let's just say out of your half million, 200k goes in taxes. You got 300,000 in cash to spend. That's fantastic. Congratulations! You can buy that new Tesla very easily. You can easily you can buy a Tesla in in less than a month, or in about a month you could easily you know buy that. You can get a really nice property. You're making a lot of money. You can buy very expensive real estate with good loans, but you're also paying a lot in taxes, which means 300,000 dollars a lot of money. But what if you were making 3 million dollars and or I should say 5 million and 2 million went in taxes and you had 3 million dollars left over? You see the way it works is at a certain point, the more money you have, the easier it is to become infinitely wealthy or independently wealthy. Having $300,000 is great. You're able to invest, but you cannot grow that pool of money nearly as quickly as someone who has 3 3 million why? They can take three hundred thousand dollars out of their three million, live exactly as you do, with without investing any of that money, and just you know buying Teslas or whatever. And then two point seven million, they can just start buying things up, appreciate, uh, you know, buying property, buying stocks, and it appreciates and generates a lot of revenue for them because they don't have the same risks as you do. The point I'm trying to make is, if we're going to tax the rich, it should be a progressive tax at higher tax brackets. What you do when you raise the taxes on everyone after, say, you know, $250,000 a year, you make it harder for middle class people to break into the upper echelon of the elites. And maybe that is the end goal. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. Let me repeat that. You will own nothing. You think Bill Gates is going to give up the stuff he has? Jeff Bezos? Mark Zuckerberg? No, of course they won't. They're not giving up anything. They're going to retain their wealth, but you will own nothing and you will be happy. Why? Because they told you to be. And that's where we're at now. So, what, is this, uh, so what, is this, what does this lead us to? Here's this article from Town Hall. Let's just call it a day already by Derek Hunter. Now, he makes a good point calling for a national divorce, but I believe he is very, very wrong. And you need to understand the severity of what's to come in the event there is a national breakup. If Texas is telling the federal government to their faces, yo, we ain't going to be implementing none of that OSHA garbage if you try and pass it. We've already got an EO of our own, and it, and it was put in place before your you know, OSHA rule. What's going to happen Are the feds going to come into Texas and tell them no, or is Texas going to say shove off and the feds can't do anything about it? We already know because of California, the emperor has no clothes. The federal government is unable to enforce its own laws. Now we're seeing Texas increasingly breaking away from federal uh, guidelines or intent. I don't want to say law because it is not. Take a look at this article. Derek writes about the war, uh, the film, The War of Roses, where, you know, a couple that wants to divorce, you know, kill each other or whatever. He says, if the country split up, I wouldn't miss anything the left brings to the table. We're headed in that direction anyway. We might as well just do it. Better to have a planned breakup than be blindsided and bathed in violence, right? I firmly believe a hot civil war would easily be won by the right. Few liberals own guns. Yes, Democrats lead the military. But would they really want to bank on troops firing on their friends and family? Derek, good sir, you are incorrect. I must, I must protest. If the country split up, you would absolutely miss what the left brings to the table. And perhaps one of the only things keeping a hot war from breaking out is the fact that we haven't actually divided the states up just yet. In the event that state starts breaking away, first, what we'll start seeing is, States like California will immediately ban hate speech. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all the, co- all the companies that are now part of a, the sovereign state of California would likely be forced under California law to implement hate speech bans, which would be extremely strict, and then all social media would be purged, notably channels like mine. So yes, right now they're constrained because there is a political connection in the United States, and YouTube and the big tech companies know if they push too hard, then the right re, you know, will recoil vote in a whole bunch of Republicans, and then pass laws over them. So they're walking a fine line. Granted, they're pulling far left as fast as they can. If you sever the right in this country from California, nothing will stop them from simply being like, well, now we're unconstrained. They may not want to lose business, but it could also be that they implement these rules in California. And then in red states, they say no restrictions because we operate by the state laws. It could also then be that Texas passes all saying if you want to operate in this state, you have to abide by these rules, much like we see with European countries. Germany, for instance, has rules about data collection. And I often get emails about potential violations of German law that Twitter warns me about. Now, let's talk about a hot civil war being won by the right. That's also incorrect. The left controls all the cultural institutions. Moderates will buckle in two seconds. You know Why? Because CNN and MSNBC, as distrusted as they are, will come out and they will lie. So when Antifa shows up and puts a bullet in the chest of a Trump supporter, the mainstream media will say a far right extremist was attacking children and a heroic anti-fascist saved us all. Now, of course, that's not as, we're not seeing anything as extreme as that happening right now. We know that the media is at least being forced to cover some of this, like when Andy Ngo was attacked and even Brian Stelter was forced to blurb it for 10 seconds on his show. Excellent coverage, by the way, CNN. A journalist brutally beaten in the streets, and that's the best you could do. It's wrong to attack journalists. Yeah, we'll give it a longer segment. No, I'll tell you what'll happen. Sure, the right does have uh, all the guns, but the left has law enforcement and the military. This is the funniest thing I find when it comes to conservatives and they're like, back the blue, baby. And I, you know, I was at, you know, some um, motorcycle shop and they had like the thin blue line stuff. And I'm like, the police will enforce what the Democrats demand of them in two seconds. They will break your door in and bash you in the in the in the face, shattering your, your jaw with the butt of a rifle if they're told to do it. Not every cop, not duly elected constitutional sheriffs. You get bad ones you'll get bad deputies. That happens. But I'm talking about police forces in big cities run by Democrats. The people who run the department in New York City, for instance, are appointed by Democrats to toe the Democrat line. Democrats are racist and authoritarian. Not like Republicans are much better, but let's be real. In big cities, these cops are going to do whatever it is they're told, and they're going to say, I ain't risking my neck for you, and I don't care. Now they're purging everyone from law enforcement everywhere, anyway, who's refusing to get the vaccine. So EMS fire, police departments and the military, all that will remain will be sycophants for the establishment, stormtroopers, shock troopers, people who just march in line and say, I don't know and I don't care. I'll do as I'm told. Now you'll get a bunch of former military on the right, well-trained. And these urban liberals will just have the police operate as their uh, a sect, uh, uh, offens- uh, effectively as their armies. So it won't be the way that you, you think it is. The right will not just win this. Now, he says he doesn't want, you know, in the, in the article, he says he doesn't want them dead. He just wants them gone. It's clear they don't like us any more than we like them. So why stick around? If California breaks away from, say, Texas, there's going to be a big food shortage. California produces a very large percentage of this country's food. Now, of course, you also have Nebraska and Iowa, and Texas itself produces a lot of food. So it would just change the dynamics. But ultimately, ultimately, I think people were in for a rude wake-up call. It's one of the reasons why I moved to the middle of nowhere. It's one of the reasons why I have bought emergency food. Uh, again, I mentioned this the other day. Right now, you've got Augustine Farms, a large supply of emergency food, unable to take orders anymore because the demand is so high but we do promos for safeandreadymeals.com this is not a direct promo i'm just speaking in context to what's going on um which 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 uh, you know we we actually, we have a lot of i'm buying that because in the event there is a, a there's already a trucker disruption supplies are are in short uh are, are shortages across the board buy what you need now while you still can don't panic buy don't over buy i'm saying like if you're short on groceries time to go just make sure you got some cans you canned food or whatever but I'll tell you this, man, so long as this news keeps spreading, people are going to panic buy and people are going to start stocking up, which will further strain the supply lines and exacerbate the collapse. But in the end, it'll be the people who weren't paying attention left holding the bag. And those people are going to be in cities. And those people are going to become ravenous and angry. And the joke we made yesterday on TimCast IRL was that one day you'll come out and on your homesteading, right? And you'll hear a noise outside, think it's an animal. And you'll come outside and find some hipster guy from New York who's desperate, strangling and eating one of your chickens raw because he's starving to death. And you're going to be like, this is insane. But when people who live in cities who don't know how to survive because they're like, you know, an artist. No offense to artists. I like art. I play music. But if that's your core skill, how are you going to make it if something crazy happens like a hot war? How will New York get food for a city that large? Now, I get it. New York State has farms. But what happens when you, there's, there's, there's not enough in New York to supply all of New York City? Plus, the supply lines, the truckers ain't going to be coming in. What will you do? We're heading in this direction. It doesn't have to be that way, but it seems very likely. Why? John Podesta of the Hillary campaign told the West Coast, or I, I should say, he, he, he told them they should secede from the union in the event Trump wins the election in 2020. Trump did not win. And so, of course, it didn't happen. But what do you think is going to happen in 2024? Do You think with Biden's failures, his collapsing approval rating, Trump just would, would fail again? No, I think at this point, Trump's on track to win it. Uh, I said that last time, too. We'll see what happens. I don't know. For all we know that next year, things change. And there's several years between now and 2024. But if Trump does win, it will rip this country apart because the left has gone insane. And then we'll see how these cities fare. And I don't think it will be well. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. On the fifth day of Southwest Airline cancellations, they are still trying to maintain the lie that flights are being canceled due to weather. The only affecting them, though. Perhaps it's because Southwest Airlines employs aircraft that can't handle the rain. And they're the only ones. They are a budget airline, after all. Or perhaps something else is happening. Now, they're adamant. There is no sick out, there is no strike. But my understanding, having talked to an actual pilot with Southwest, is that people have reached their limit. That, that's it. I mean, it's, it's not so much Biden's vaccine mandate, but Southwest is trying to implement a vaccine mandate. And you have people just saying enough. It has been nearly two years of being beaten down over and over and over again. 15 days to slow the spread, they say. It's almost like they are testing the stress that the public can handle. Eventually, people just snap and say, I can't do it. It's not about a strike. It's not about a sick out. It's something worse. It's just people saying, I'm done. And this leads us to something particularly worse, in my opinion, because I'll take I'll I'll show you what's going on when they announce these vaccine mandates. we'll, Well, wait, wait until we get to the later segments. But we got to talk about the specifics here because I think we are facing, I mean, it's a collapse. I don't want to get into too much of that because I'm still working on that one for later. But check this out. It's not just this. It's not just this one story. We got a big story. We got a story, two, two big stories. The first one is all of these people potentially reaching their limit and saying, I'm done. And that means these air, this, this airline is, is falling apart. And it's probably due to the vaccine mandate. Doesn't mean there's a strike, but we have this story from the New York Post. Kyrie Irving has been suspended from the Nets. He will not be allowed to play, period, because he says he will not be vaccinated. Now, of course, the media has tried smearing him as a crackpot conspiracy theorist. Don't know, don't care. Kyrie is allowed to believe whatever he wants. He's an MVP, man. He's He's a seven time all star NBA player. This guy is no uh, shrinking violet, as it were. If he wants to believe whatever he wants to believe, it's none of my business. I think people believe a lot of crazy things. I think the establishment Democrats lead the charge on a cult. And I believe a lot of people have kooky religious views. And guess what? They're allowed to. Just don't infringe on my rights. Then we've got a problem. So long as you've got Christian conservatives saying, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm like, okay, deal. You go do what you want. You worship whatever you want. I respect that. Leave me alone and I'll go tend to the chickens and grow some tomatoes. But when the left comes out and says, we believe crackpot BS and you better as well. Otherwise, I say, nah, I ain't playing none of that. Nope, sorry. Kyrie is standing up for what he believes in, and that's courage. And a lot of people have been saying, yeah, well, he's so rich, he can do whatever he wants. Yo, this is not a guy who got rich by taking the easy route. Y'all need to watch some Star Trek The Next Generation. There is a really great episode. And just, you know, don't don't roll your eyes. You know, all the Trekkies are excited, but everyone else rolling your eyes. No, no, no There's an episode. Uh, you know, Captain Picard, right? He's the captain. And he gets a chance because of this omnipotent being to change some things in his past. And he regrets being so brash. He, he lost his heart. He got stabbed in a bar fight and had to get a prosthetic. And so he's like, if only I didn't act that way, perhaps I wouldn't have died later on in life, you know, due to, the, due to, due to a, a heart injury, a heart failure. He got, he, got, he got shot, I think. So he goes back in time and just bear with me. This is is a good story. And he changes the past. He stops the bar fight. And when he comes back to the present, he's no longer the captain. He's a lowly science officer, lieutenant, and he's treated with disdain by the people he used to command. They're just like, quite, quite honestly, Riker says to him, you've never taken any risks. You've always played it safe and you're not suited for command. That's the point. I think, you know, is is lost in in, in our modern generation or the current generation. And it's surprising me because The Next Generation was a show that came on when I was a little kid. But I still get that message. It is not about playing it safe, making money and then being able to take risks. It's about those who are willing to do what is necessary to succeed, having the ability to better protect themselves later on. And if you keep complying with everything, you are making everything worse for yourself. The people who say, I need to be able to feed my children. The only reason right now there is a food shortage. And it's not like you're starving. There are just shortages of some foods. And the only reason it's likely to get worse, and it is, is because y'all comply. I don't mean you specifically. I think there's a whole bunch of people who are sitting there like, don't look at me. I said, hell no. But there are a lot of people maybe listening who are contemplating the decisions they made. And they say, Tim, it's not so easy. I have a family. Okay, look, there will come a time. When there's no food, because these Democrat politicians and their establishment Republican cohorts, who are effectively, I love this analogy, the Washington generals to the Democrats' Harlem Globetrotters, they allowed the shutdowns. They are exacerbating the problems. Biden is burning it to the ground, and your compliance guarantees their ability to do it. That's why this story of Southwest is hitting so hard. Now, a lot of people want to believe that everyone. Privately messaged each other and said, yo, we're doing this. Hoorah. And they all marched in the street saying, no mandate. It's worse than that. We have seen the limit. They have bent and they were bending and bending. And then finally the stress fracture snap. You ever see those videos where they bend wood? It's really cool. They take a big two by four. They steam it. And then they have this big machine that actually just bends it around a curve. Because when you heat it up and get it a little wet it can bend without breaking. But if it's not, you know, wet, it just snaps, it splinters. They're trying to get humans to the point of being pliable, but they pushed too hard and the system has snapped. And there's no organized effort, just a bunch of people finally breaking down and saying, I can't live this way. Fox Business reports. Southwest continued to cancel and delay a handful of flights Tuesday, although it expects exponential improvement by the hour. The Texas-based carrier said in a statement to Fox Business that it projects to have approximately 90 system-wide cancellations out of the airline's almost 3,300 flights scheduled on Tuesday, making the fifth day of operation woes for the carrier. According to flight tracker FlightAware, Southwest already canceled 87 flights as of 11 a.m. Meanwhile, approximately 370 flights have already been delayed, according to the data. It's a far cry from, the, from over the weekend when the carrier canceled more than 1,000 flights or 29% of its schedule on Sunday alone. On Saturday, they canceled 808 flights and had 1,187 flights delayed. Disruptions began to ease Monday with cancellations amounting to 10% of their schedule. At least 1,400 other flights or roughly 40% were delayed. Whoa. Oh, man, this is bad. The delays are getting worse. At least they're moving. Southwest said it experienced weather challenges at its Florida airports in the beginning of the weekend. But only Southwest. Do you think we're stupid? They want you to believe insane nonsense. Weather that only affects... Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, I can, make, I can make assumptions. I can try and figure this one out. Like I said, Southwest uses uh, um, paper airplanes. And when it rains... They disintegrate, so sorry. Maybe their planes can't handle weather? Okay, then don't fly southwest. Quote, to recap this weekend cancellations, the bad weather and ATC issues in Florida, a large operation for us on Friday night, created significant flight disruptions throughout our network, and, uh, and we spent the weekend working to recover from the high number of displaced crews and aircraft. The issues were not a result of employee demonstrations, as some have reported. But that's 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 the dirty trick they do. No one said. okay. some people did. I'm not saying demonstrations, nor did I find evidence of demonstrations, nor has there been any direct statement from anybody. It is people just saying they cannot work under these conditions. It's the same thing we're seeing at fast food restaurants, at factories. And I warned you about this. When you see KFC and they're like, everybody quit. We can't serve chicken. Do you think it is only KFC? And all these leftists are like, yeah, you go. Yeah, you quit. Now it's the airlines. Now it's now it's every other industry. Slowly but surely, they are going to be shutting down. They're ceasing production and there will be less, less stuff for you. That's why I say, hey, man, if you haven't been getting ready, getting prepared Yep, they want to make you seem like being a prepper is crazy. Facebook apparently is flagging people saying like, it's funny. They're saying things like, do, do you know someone who's too prepared? And so, so there's a viral image where they're like, is anyone else getting this? Because I'm in a canning group, like canning. It's where people make sh- like strawberry jam and they put it in a can and they seal it for pre- like to preserve it. It's, it's not even prepping. It's just like a hobby. Yet they're now claiming like prepping is bad. I wonder why. Maybe it's because they want everyone strained, starving, hungry, and scared, and then they will come in as the savior. But hey, you can move out to the middle of nowhere, grow your own food, get a big property, learn to hunt, and uh, uh, raise some of your own chickens. Chickens are easy. That's why I say that. Like You can get goats and stuff, but I think chickens are a lot easier, although we'll probably end up getting goats because goats are awesome. They stink, though. Uh, yeah. So you can take care of yourself. And then when the time comes, you'll be like, I got eggs for days. Golly, these chickens run around. You got to feed them. This is the craziest thing that people don't understand about dependency and independence. There's an old bit. Um, I can't remember who it's by. I don't know if it's Hamish and Andy, but he's like, it's this guy trying to convince you of a get rich quick scheme. And he's like, check this out. You take these seeds, put them in dirt and then food just grows out of the ground. You then take it. You sell it free money. As if like people don't realize food literally grows out of the ground. You know it's funny they say money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah, but fruit does, and you can sell it. So technically, it does grow on trees. But I got the point. It doesn't grow on trees, meaning you've got to work for it. But that's not even necessarily the case, right? If you if money grew on trees, you'd still have to pick the money to go use it, right? We'll buy an apple tree. We got an apple. We got three apple trees right to my right, right here. And they come in, we collect the apples, and we weren't really doing anything with them. The, the deers like to eat them. But you, can, you, you set up an apple orchard. T- trees take a long time to grow, but when you have it, there's that work. Then you just walk out, you take the apples, you sell them money literally growing on trees. People don't get that. We, we had a garden out in front, and we just planted stuff, and then that's it. And then one day, there there's fruits and vegetables. Wow, when we eat them. And then we eat them. There you go. Mostly, we gave them to the chickens, though, because it was too much. You know, we had way too much food at one time because we don't have the expert skills of farming properly, meaning like don't plant all your tomatoes at the same time. You plant them like one week, then next week, and then they come in and you, know, you, you get the point. Anyway, they're going to say that the CEO has issued an apology to the impacted customers during an interview on Good Morning America, saying this is not what we want. But unfortunately, it just takes a couple of days to get things back on track. They say the widespread disruptions began shortly after the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association, representing 9,000 pilots, asked a federal court on Friday to block the airline's order that all employees get vaccinated. The union argued that Southwest must negotiate over the issue because it could involve sick leave or disability if pilots have a reaction to the vaccine. However, the association denied claims that it had any connection to the cancellations and delays. But like I said, a lot of people, a lot of pilots are probably just at their wit's end. Now, interestingly, The pilot I talked to, and this was reiterated by our guests last night on IRL, Tom Sauer and Colin Myers. If a pilot has any adverse reaction, their career is over. Blood clot, over. And so they're like, you better give me a good reason for doing this. Flying a plane, you got to be the best of the best. You got to be in perfect shape. And if you have any medical issues, they're not going to let you fly a plane because you've got so many lives in your hands. So these 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 pilots are primed to be like, I can't do this. Now, you may be asking, but Tim, what about Kyrie Irving? Here's a good example of someone with a lot to lose, someone who worked their whole life to make it to this point. Remember that 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 debate I had with Jack Murphy on Tim Castile? Maybe you didn't see it. He was talking about how he will not take baseball away from his child over the vaccine mandate. And I said, Well, at least when, you know, we're all in in gulags, you'll know that your kid got to play baseball. It's a very heated debate. And the point was, Jack was saying the vaccine mandate isn't that big of a deal. The mandate is bad, but the vaccine is not going to cause his kid problems. He's not worried about that. He's just angry that they're trying to force him to, you know, force his son to do this in order to play sports. Well, a lot of people took Jack's side and said, you don't understand what it means to have kids and what you got to do for them. Now, think about what that means for Kyrie Irving who made it, he was that kid who had a dad said, I will sacrifice everything for my kid to have this sport. And he is the the, the rarity, the exception, the cream of the crop, who fought so hard, he finally got to that point. He made it to the top of the mountain. Imagine dedicating everything you have to climb to Everest, and then right at the top, they say, in order to pass this point, you need to be vaccinated. And Kyrie said, I won't do it. I'm going to climb back down. But you've been working for this moment for, for your whole life, for decades. Doesn't matter. Principles first. That's Kyrie Irving. The sacrifices he must have made. They say in the wake of Netstar Kyrie Irving's apparent refusal to get vaccinated, the 29-year-old will not play until he does, the team announced in a surprise statement this morning. Exactly one week before the Nets kick off their regular season against the Bucks. the team announced Irving will not practice or play even during away games where he is allowed to participate. Given the evolving nature of the situation and after thorough deliberation, we've decided Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the team until he is eligible to be a full participant. Kyrie has made a personal choice and we respect his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. It is imperative that we continue to build chemistry as a team and remain true to our long-established values of togetherness and sacrifice. Our championship goals for this season have not changed, and to achieve these goals, each member of our organization must pull in the same direction. We are excited for the start of the season and look forward to a successful campaign that will make the borough of Brooklyn proud. Due to local restrictions in New York, every Nets and Knicks player must be vaccinated to practice or play home games. Irving is the only member of the Nets who who is not vaccinated. Interestingly, performers don't need to be. Now, look, I'm not a sports guy. You know, I don't know a whole lot about Kyrie Irving and his stats or anything like that. I do know that you can jump over to his uh, career and see he was a champion in 2016, seven-time NBA All-Star, All-Star Game MVP in 2014, All-NBA Second Team 2019, Third Team 2015, NBA Rookie of the Year, Three-Point Contest Champion, Best Team ESPY Award. I don't know if this means he's the best of the best, but I think it means he's pretty good. Now, take a look at what happens when you pop over to his personal life, Wikipedia, conspiracy theories. He's being dragged for claiming the earth is flat. Okay, the earth's not flat. Don't get wrapped up in internet garbage, bro. He apparently apologized for it. He also states that he believes other conspiracy, ch- conspiracy theories, such as the idea that JFK was killed because he wanted to end the banking cartel. I don't know exactly why John F. Kennedy was killed, but he was, either because a crackpot in, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the book depository or whatever wanted to do it or otherwise. A lot of people believe it was the CIA. Man, I don't know about that stuff. I tend not to believe in conspiracy theories, but I will tell you this. If you don't believe any, any conspiracy theory is possible, you're wrong. Rich, powerful people and politicians get together all the time, literally all the time, for some goal. And sometimes it's good and they brag about it. And sometimes it's bad and they deny it. But when bad things happen, the media will call you a conspiracy theorist for being like a group of rich people got together to do something bad. That's a conspiracy theory. A group of rich people got together to do something good. Well, that's totally normal and acceptable. I don't, I don't, I don't know or care if they're doing things to empower themselves and they're getting together. These things happen. But conspiracy implies some kind of nefarious action or criminal activity. This is what they'll say about you if you come out and you challenge them. But let me tell you my favorite thing in all of this. Uh, First, let me just say to all the pilots who are refusing the vaccine mandate, whether organized or otherwise, I I respect that 100%. Let me say to Kyrie Irving, mad respect for standing up for your principles and what you believe in, even if it means sacrificing everything you've worked for. And I want to point something out now. I actually saw this uh, this tweet here because of Oliver Darcy of CNN. And uh, he made a good point. This is Mark Walters, he says, pilots taking a stand. Great to see. And he shows this video from a pilot saying, we're not going to do this. We fight for freedom. We won't stand for this. And everyone's sharing this video. It's got 2.2 million views. Well, let me, let me show you exactly who Mark Walters is. He is the CRO at Media DC, Media and Politics. They're the publisher of the Washington Examiner. And as you can see here, he has, you know, this tweet, pilots taking a stand. Great to see. Washington Examiner up in his, uh, uh, you know, his banner on Twitter. And it says here the link on his web, uh, his profile is the Washington Examiner. Not that he's followed by too many people. Here's the funny thing. Washington Examiner to require vaccination for employees. The Hill reports the examiner is requiring employees to be vaccinated against COVID. Employees of Media DC, the outlet's parent company, were sent guidance announcing mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy that went into effect on Monday, according to a memo reviewed by the Hill. All employees must provide proof of vaccination to the outlet's Human Resource Department by August 9th as part of the new policy. For employees who have received the two-shot the two regimen for Pfizer and Moderna, those employees must prove their second dose has been administered within 30, 35 days of the first. So you mean to tell me this dude who's cheering on pilots saying no to a vaccine mandate actually works for a company at a at, at high level? who has a Mac, this is why I have told you and I said, people who claim to oppose the vaccine mandate, but then go out and do it anyway, don't really oppose it. And people are like, this doesn't even make sense Tim." him. There's tons of people who oppose it. I- I'm not playing this anymore. Fox News. Now I'm willing to bet Tucker Carlson's not vaccinated, but Fox News reportedly also has a vaccine mandate. How are you going to come out and act like you oppose this when you participate in it? To all these people who are like, vaccine mandates are wrong. But I'm not going to resist it. I'm going to actually, you know, be a, be a participant in that system. Uh-uh. Nah, sorry. I don't play that game. If tyranny is in front of your face and you say the tyranny is, is, is worth the reward, then you deserve the tyranny. Because I tell you the tyranny is never worth it. You will never, never comply your way out of tyranny. And those that would give up their freedom... In exchange for security, deserve neither and will lose both. So to the hypocrites, nice try. If Google came to me today and said, email us proof of vaccination or we ban your channel, I would say do it. Now I'm willing to bet, as I stated, Tucker Carlson ain't vaccinated. He's too powerful. I don't think they can force him to do anything. And perhaps he might, he might not even be a, a direct employee he might be like a contracted, uh, I wouldn't be surprised considering how wealthy he is if he was just contracted with Fox News, meaning he's not under their payroll, they pay him a cash contract and then he deals with everything on his end, perhaps even employing his company to do a lot of the work. That would technically get you around a lot of these mandates. Suffice it to say, hypocrites. Kyrie Irving ain't no hypocrite. He could lose everything for saying what he believes in, I respect it. Maybe he'll cave, we'll see. The pilots, they're saying enough not hypocrites. The Examiner? Fox News? Spare me. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.